Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you or a loved one battling addiction? Relevance Behavioral Health is here to help you. At Relevance, you'll get intense clinical care coupled with long-term relapse prevention. Call today, 732-702-2242 or go online at relevancerecovery.com. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here with my friend Daniel Regan. Welcome back to Speaking Recovery, our podcast brought to you by Relevance Behavioral Health in Freehold, New Jersey, helping save lives every day. Daniel, always good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you too, Bill. So we uh, we talked about what we were going to discuss on this podcast, and you know, with between the quarantine and everything else going on in the world, the anxiety levels up. So much is happening, but you specifically wanted to address that teenager that has become a total gamer couch potato, uh, not moving off the couch, not getting out of the house with school being done. And I'll tell you the truth, Daniel, I, I, it looks now that you're going to have a lot of this at-home at orders still in effect come the fall when the kids are supposed to be going back to school. So let's talk about that from a, a parent's perspective first as to what you do to recognize some danger signs of your kid that's uh, been lying on the couch and gaming all day. Absolutely. We get this question a lot and and we deal with a lot of situations at CFC of parents coming in um, and they're like, you know, my kid isn't addicted to drugs, but they're sitting around. They're they're not moving. They're kind of stuck on pause, if you will. Um, They may be smoking marijuana or drinking or something like that. Uh, the parents aren't re- really recognizing it as a as an issue, but they they, they see the, the bigger or broader uh, perspective issue going on where there is no passion or purpose in their lives. They're just kind of yeah. existing, if you will. Um, and this is one of those precursors to addiction uh, that that we see. It, it's that isolation um, that it, you know to their room. They don't have that passion or purpose. They're not developing goals. They're not dreaming. Uh, they're kind of just in this uh, stagnant contentment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we help individuals. Can, push Dana, off. How, do you, how do you separate the, the kid who's just a goofy teenager? Because, you know, some of these kids, they're not on any drugs. They're not drinking. They're just, they're just goofy and they haven't really grown up yet. How do you separate the two from a parent? Because I think a lot of parents out there I don't want to speak for them, but I think a lot of parents make excuses for their kids. Like, ah, it's just kind of the way he is. Where, how do you, where's that defining line? Uh, well, I, I mean, in, on an addiction basis, you know, we base everything off of a, an ASAM level of criteria, meaning that, you know, what, what it, you know, if they are using substances, are they a substance abuser or are, do they have a continual effect or, or are they um, addicted to the substance? And then there's different levels to that, you know, mild, moderate, severe um, to that. And there's different you know, uh, characteristics for each of those levels that someone must meet to be at that level. Um, so the DSM-5 has really uh, been able to uh, get details out that we needed for so long to really define the different levels of addiction and substance abuse that occur, right? Um, but there are, so is everyone that uses some kind of substance an addict? Absolutely not. That That's an, an untrue statement. Um, but 
there are precursors for that individual to move through those levels more than other individuals or a higher probability because of certain other characteristics or behaviors that they might be, um, you know, partaking in. You know, so when I'm not, what I see very common is that parents kind of did. They made excuses for their kid. They allowed this to happen. There was, an, there was some kind of form of enablement that allowed them to feel that it's okay or rationalize, hey, I come home from school every day and I sit in front of my TV inside my room and I play my Xbox until the end of time. I don't sleep. I'm drinking energy drinks 24-7 and I, I'm doing nothing. I'm failing at school. I'm not partaking in sports. I'm not doing anything really productive except for playing video games and sitting in my room. Um, and, and that's a problem. And then it gets to a problem and the parents are realizing, oh, my kid has to go to college and they're not even writing college essays. So, or so Daniel, what's the first thing for a parent to do? I would imagine that, and this is something that, you know, you and I have talked about the stigma of addiction and the fact that uh, not, you know, parents in, in many cases don't want the confrontation and teenagers can be a real pain in the neck anyway and push back and they're mad at mom and dad uh, no matter what you do, right? You could be great parents and your kids will hate you for a time, Absolutely. right? So, so what's that, that first conversation? What's the first question that mom or dad should ask, uh, you know, Johnny, who's 15, hanging out on the couch all day? Well, I, I, I think it's a parent's job to, to push your kid in, into positivity. Um, even when you're going to get that back talk, that sassiness, the resistance, um, it's important for you to to teach them what goals are, teach them what 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 they should want out of life, right? And, and we do that not only by you know verbally and, and and physically, you know, getting getting that person to move forward, but also by example, right? And, and I with my new daughter. I, I would like to see I, I live by example, right? I want to teach her what it means to invoke passion and purpose in your life and chase your dreams and, you know, how to overcome obstacles and how to get through that with a clear, cool perspective. So let's, for let's talk about your daughter for a minute. Uh, you know, it's so, I mean, it's such an incredible journey that, uh, that you were on, you and your wife. I mean, it's just, it's incredible that you're here. How do you address that when your daughter is at the age that you were? When you got addicted and when you fell into that dark place, you know, is there is it a sit down, like having the talk with your daughter? You know, we talk about parents having the sex talk with their kids. Mm -hmm. Is there the hey, dad was an addict talk with your daughter? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I plan on having having that talk. Um, I don't believe in uh, being anonymous or pretending things didn't happen and sweep things under the rug because eventually she's going to learn what, what I mean. Right. Take me, for instance, you could read my story pretty much on every, you know, Google platform, Yahoo, like you can look up my story. So there's no hiding what, you know, my past from my daughter. Um, but it, I think it's important to have those talks. And I think a lot of the times what gets misconstrued and what mi got misconstrued within my upbringing, I had amazing parents that had those talks, the drug talks. Right. Uh, but it was more about the. Um, the scariness of, of drugs in the sense that, you know, if you smoke weed, you're going to have a seizure and die, you know, you know that kind of extremist right. view. Um, and, and then you try it and you realize you didn't have a seizure. You're like, hey, yeah. and they're lying. not that bad. And then they're lying to me. So now that I can't believe anything they said about drugs. So I think it's important for us to have talks about our kids, about the realism about what drugs are and what they do, um, because 
they also get confused, you know, even with smoking marijuana, for instance, you know, recreationally use of marijuana, is it going to kill you? No, it's not going to kill you. It doesn't have these extremist effects. Now, can it get to a point that it, it does have negative effects in your life? Absolutely. But if you have an extremist view with, say, marijuana and then all their childhood idols on TV are dancing and singing about it and it's become a social norm, well, you, you just you make yourself untrustworthy. And I think it's build, it, it, you need to build that platform with your kid like, hey, uh, I, what I say is, is the truth and I'm going to set boundaries with you. And, you know, that, I think that's your role as a parent to... That honest How do you think, uh, you know, it's on the ballot now coming up in November and it's goofy because it's not really legalizing pot. It's effectively decriminalizing it, but throwing it back to the legislature. So even if this ballot question that, that is there now to quote unquote legalize pot passes, um, what it's doing is changing the Constitution and just allowing the government to tax. But then the legislature has to figure that out. So it's still a mess. But let's just talk about the messaging outside of the political idiots that uh, occupy Trenton. Um, What's the message to the average kid out there who hears, oh, you know, because a lot of parents, I mean, I think it's something like 60 plus percent want to see this pass and want to see marijuana legalized. How do you differentiate between the two? What goes from the casual support to the dangerous abuser? It's a it's a it's a fine line to to ride. I mean, in my house, you know how I'm going to upbring my daughter is, you know, do I expect that there's going to be some kind of experimentation with some substance of whatever it is? Uh, yeah, I suspect it. She's right. going to drink alcohol at one point. I'm sure she's going to smoke marijuana at one point. Um, it, it, that's going to kind of come, it, it just kind of comes with experimentation. Right. Uh, and uh, I have to have that realistic view of, of that's a possibility, right? Um, and I, I think it's important for again, to have that honest conversation of, you know, I think it's broader than just, hey, you're using a substance recreationally or you experimented with something with, you know, your kids. It's what are they doing in their life? Are, are they making those goals? Are they doing what their role is? Are they staying in their lane? Are they, you know, as a teenager, your job is school, right? I, I, are you getting good grades? Are you doing everything you're supposed to be doing at school? Are you right. contributing to the household? Are you spending time with your family? Right? Are you having that Sunday dinner? I, 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 do you show up right? I, I, when mom and dad need help around the yard and you decide, hey, I'm dipping out and to go hang out with friends, uh, it, you know, that, that's an issue, right? You should, you should see, you should have an empathetic standpoint of, oh, mom and dad are working. I should probably go help them. Mm -hmm. You know, they, those, those are characteristics that you would look for uh, in your son and daughter. Everything you're saying, it's it's amazing, right? It's, it, it starts at the beginning when you raise your kids. Like if you if you're addressing the question when they're 15, you, you miss the first 15 years. You ought to address the question when they're born through those first few years as far as the relationship, etc. But let's say you miss the mark or you're coming into your kid's life later. Let, let's turn to the recovery uh, process, because I know uh, the, the uh, pictures on your website, the website, again, is healingus.com, healingus.org. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? And I can't get the website right. Seriously, that's oh, probably what better like seven years. Than <laughs> Unbelievable. Healingus.org. 
Uh, but you've got some great stuff out there. Uh, you uh, you were down in Virginia with um, with some folks that are recovering. You did the camping trip. You guys do all these things. Tell me about that trip. How awesome was it? And let's talk about sober living for a minute. Uh, absolutely. Oh, wait, first of all, uh, Kristen Stolte has joined us and says, uh, in all caps, I love you, Dan. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Inspire Kristen. Inspire me. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Appreciate that. Anyway, go ahead. So West, West Virginia was awesome. So we take our annual camping trip um, every year with CFC. And this is, and our camping trip is all about passion and purpose. It's really about finding your inner child again and pushing yourself into situations that are uncomfortable or you haven't done before to find joy and happiness and really build that community closer. Kind of turn off our cell phones for a while get with the group of individuals and 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 challenge ourselves and, and conquer the wilderness, if you will. Right. Uh, and we were really upset because, you know, with COVID-19 and everything, our, our annual camping trip in Pennsylvania got canceled. They, they, the campground is still closed. Um, so we had to kind of get creative and we found a place down in West Virginia um, to uh, all go down there and partake in whitewater rafting and rock climbing and hiking. Yeah. Um, and we were safe, like all the people at CFC, we all live together. We all are in sober livings and everything. So, um, you know, the social distancing doesn't really apply to us as we're always. Right, together. right. Um, so we, You're, are you saying it was normal? It, it, it What? Are you saying it was normal? Then? Yeah, normal. I, whatever normal is today, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. So we, we went down there. We had 56 people with us and it was an amazing experience. Um a lot of aha moments. Uh, people discovered that um, being one with nature is like their new passion. Um, we had so many belly laughs and so many moments of uh, joy and happiness that I I'm still getting texts every day from each that's person awesome. like thanking me like, oh, this was really an amazing experience. So that's what it's all about. That's what recovery is. That's what life is all about. It, like yeah. we all need to find that in our lives. And we got a question from Amy uh, Kopfler. What do you think is the problem is anonymous groups? Amy, I'm not sure I understand your question. Um, but uh, let me ask you this, Daniel. Let's talk about that for a minute, like in this group setting. Uh, it seems to me that it really is about socialization. It's about un knowing each other and, and getting personal and knowing people's story and not, not having those secrets, but really just being out in the open and and then going through the journey together, which is I know what you offer with uh, with all the sober living that you guys do and promote and and help people get through. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, pa passion is starts from within, right? We we try to look for passion from these. We have internal and external motiva motivators inside us, right? And external motivation only lasts so long. Like mom and dad asking you to do something, the law telling you not to do something it, it, with consequences, or the target of something better, uh, you know, only lasts as long as you're able to hold on to it. But real motivation, real passion comes from within, and then it kind of ripples out in our lives. And part of what we do in our recovery is try to instill that that passion from within and it really comes from self-worth right really being able to look inside inside yourself and go i i have the ability to make an impact an imprint on this world that's positive and be able to ri ripple that you know through, through my children through my family through the people that i come in contact with right and, and 
really, we need to find that. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people with addiction or in general, we lose that sense. We lose that sense that we have that ability. And and it's easy to get caught up in the fear and everything in our, in in our world and focus on the negatives. And we, we like to reinstill that at at CFC. And and part of that is owning who you are, right? Is separating ourselves from our addiction. Like, yes, that was a part of my life, but it's not who I am. Uh, and, and that's how we can really truly reform uh, ourselves and and our world around us uh, by separating that that our, that that part of ourselves, but owning that that was a part of, uh, of ourselves. I yeah. love it. You don't let the addiction define you. The recovery defines you. Your your journey defines you. Where you're going. Your goals. I love it, uh, Daniel. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, for those of you watching now or that will hear this at some point, uh, we always post our podcast to nj1015.com/slash/billspadia. You can also subscribe to Speaking Recovery through iTunes and Google. And I want to thank, of course, uh, Daniel and the entire Regan family. Uh, not only CFC Loud and Clear, which is the premier recovery group battling addiction on the front lines in New Jersey, but also Relevance Behavioral Health. And you can find out about all of it at healingus.org. See that? By the end, you knew I'd get that. Eventually. <laughs> Only took like, what, five episodes? Yeah. Anyway, healingus.org. Bottom line is, as you're listening to what Daniel has to say, um, the, the, the idea here is to confront addiction. It's to confront it, not hide from it, not run from it, not ignore it, not pretend it's going to go away. If you suspect anything, if you yourself are struggling, even if you're not sure, am I on the line of addiction, go to the website, get some help, get some resources, read the stories, read Daniel's story. There are a lot of inspiring tales out there that can help inspire you and get you to that help that you need. Daniel, always great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I am hoping that we're going to do our next podcast uh, in next month in July, but uh, hopefully we are looking at a great September event yes. with Rock the Farm. Just give me a quick detail update on that. Yeah, so um, for all those who haven't heard about Rock the Farm, go to rock the farm, rockthefarmnj.com um, and take a look at our amazing event. It will be our seventh annual uh, Rock the Farm this year. And uh, we, last year we had 12,000 in attendance. We've been growing every year. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing event. It's our flagship event. Uh, you know, fundraiser for for CFC. We're really hoping everything goes to plan. As of right now, everything is still on. It looks like we'll be able to to hold this event. Um, we do have a couple plan A, plan B, plan C. Uh, depending on, we might move the location directly onto the beach. We're down. At, it's down in Seaside. We've had it on Grant Avenue yeah. for four years um and uh we might move it to the beach so we can conform to the social distancing um and everything but we're selling tickets right now um we're looking to move forward yes we refund your ticket if it doesn't happen but it's not going to win it's totally going to happen um I, it's you know, got to happen daniel i need to get back on stage what the heck I, no we, we need to get right. back here bill <laughs> but, all right man Best to the family. You are the best. You are truly one of New Jersey's treasures. I really, uh, really appreciate you and everything you do. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you. Have All right, night. guys, go to healingus.org. Get the help that you need. And um, we'll see you back here soon.
Subscribe to the new Speaking Recovery podcast available at nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia, Google Play, and iTunes. Hosted by me and my friend Daniel Regan from Healing Us Centers. Are you or a loved one battling addiction? Relevance Behavioral Health is here to help. At Relevance, you'll get intense clinical care coupled with long-term relapse prevention. Relevance is the only local care facility focused on recovery and long-term sober living. Call today, 732-702-2242 or visit them online at Relevance recovery.com without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done.